Thank you for listening to this talk produced by the Art Gallery of South Australia. Welcome to the Art Gallery of South Australia. My name's Lisa Slade and we gather here on Ghana country today. Agsa Ghana Mirna Yatanga Yuandi Natalia. I'm standing here in Monster Theatres, the 2020 Adelaide Biennial of Australian Art. And today I'm going to be talking about the work of Carla Dickens. Carla Dickens is a Wiradjuri artist. She's from the Wiradjuri Nation, which is the large Aboriginal nation west of the Great Dividing Range that encompasses towns like Wagga Wagga, Bathurst, Orange, etc. Carla lives and works just outside of Lismore in northern New South Wales. She was born in Sydney, but she now lives and works in the Lismore area. Carla's work in the Adelaide Biennial brings together work that traverses sculpture, installation, collage, photo montage, and text-based work. And all of her work is brought together in one of the larger galleries at the Art Gallery of South Australia, a gallery that we call Gallery 9. Dickens has transformed the space. She has brought together not only the work that she has made in the panoply of mediums that I just mentioned, but also objects that she has found, objects that she has repurposed. All of these works are installed within a carnival. The carnival itself is constructed by the use of some scaffolding or rigging. Dickens has chosen the most decrepit looking scaffolding or rigging, and that's been set up within the gallery space. And it creates a carnival, a theater, or perhaps better still, a sideshow for her work. The entire body of work carries one name, and that name or that title is a Dickensian country show. Dickens has rather cleverly played upon her own name, being Dickens, and she is alluding to, of course, Charles Dickens when she talks about this theatre or this country show as being Dickensian. When we use the term Dickensian, we're referring to this idea of drawing attention to the plight of those that are less fortunate. The idea of a theatre of poverty, a theatre of the absurd, something which comments on the social status quo. And that's precisely what Carla Dickens is doing with her Dickensian country show. Objects have been found, revived, reused from a local auction house, objects that had a previous life as objects in a country show or a carnival. They've been combined together to create this assemblage of absurdity. The subject of Dickens's absurdity is the current political world. Her works are personal and political. Dickens belongs to a lineage of feminist artists who would argue that the personal is always political. References are made to politics, gender, sexuality, race, ethnicity, nationalism, and all of those influences and ideas 
collide. The work that I'd like to focus on for a short period of time are the series of large collage works, all of them equal sized, and they run around the room within this canopy of the absurd. Each of the collage works features a use of photo montage, so where images have been cut from magazines and layered over the top of each other, and then the inclusion of found objects onto the surface. Carla Dickens actually trained as a painter. She studied at the National Art School in Sydney. She found herself, after her studies, moving to Wollombi, which is in the Hunter Valley in New South Wales, and it was there in Wollombi, due to necessity, that she started to work increasingly with found materials, incorporating paint, beading, cut paper collage, and found objects. She creates these works that comment on the here and the now, using objects that are often nostalgic or perhaps from the past to comment on the current political and personal state of crisis. Whilst in Wollombi, Dickens cites that her work became more explicitly engaged with her Aboriginality. It was there in Wollombi, which is interestingly home to a number of significant Aboriginal rock sites, that Dickens became more fully engaged with her own Aboriginality. The works that she has created for the Adelaide Biennial bring together references to Aboriginalia. Now, like the contemporary Australian artist Tony Albert, Dickens is interested in mining popular culture, Australian popular culture, for Aboriginalia. And the word Aboriginalia is used to describe objects that were made predominantly in the middle of the 20th century and that were often deployed for use in the home that depict Aboriginal people. Velvet paintings that became cushions, ceramic castings of Aboriginal heads, even perhaps letterboxes that featured Aboriginal figures. Aboriginalia became very popular in white Australian households at a time in Australia's history where Aboriginal people were largely homeless. There's a bitter irony in this idea of repositioning Aboriginalia and of an Aboriginal artist using Aboriginalia. Dickens extends her interest in Aboriginalia to also incorporate African-American figures and figures like Auntie Jemima and other figures that you'll see employed in the Deep South in their own version of Aboriginalia appear in her collage works. For Dickens, collage and photo montage are a disruptive force. Collage is a way of cutting up one truth to make another, cutting up one reality to question the very idea of reality or truth. Collage has a long history as a disruptive force, as does photo montage. And there are, as you'd expect in art history, plenty of arguments around the creation of both or the invention of both collage and photo montage. The invention of collage is often misattributed to Pablo Picasso and Georges Braque, who in the around 1910 
started to experiment with found materials on the surface of their synthetic collage works. Photomontage is often attributed in its origin to the work of Dada artists, and particularly the work of an artist like Raoul Hausmann and Hannah Hoek, but also John Hartfield. All three of those artists were creating works that were satirical, that had a political perspective, working in Weimar Germany to comment on the Nazi regime. In the case of Hannah Hoek, I think there's an excellent connection with Carla Dickens. Dickens, as a 21st century feminist, making a connection to Hoek 100 years prior. Hannah Hoek would comment on gender, sexuality and politics within the one image. And I think the entwining of those forces and interests can also be found in the work of Carla Dickens. Collage and photomontage have arguably earlier histories than the ones I've just outlined. Histories that link to women's practice. Women have been quilting, keeping, saving, reusing, upcycling materials for millennia. And they have done so for personal means and for political means. These works have a connection to more recent feminist histories too. Miriam Shapiro coined a word to describe the way in which women artists were using fabric and other materials in their work. She coined that word in the 1970s, and the word is femage. Femage, F-E-M-M-A-G-E. -E. It's a play on collage, as you can tell. And for Shapiro, Shapiro was interested in this long line, this lineage of women working in craft practices that had been undervalued and perhaps not significantly considered. For Shapiro, she uses the word femage to reactivate, reprise, re-audition, and to salvage women's histories. I think the same thing is happening here for Carla Dickens. There are references to the performance of female sexuality cross-culturally. There are references to the construction of Aboriginal identity through the use of Aboriginalia. And then there's this panoply of found objects. I'm looking at a work now which references a sign that says the Tunnel of Love, a sexualized work which includes a headdress. It looks like a Thai headdress. There's a reference to pirates, lots of references to the female body. The use of emu feathers, uh, the use of, uh, there's a velvet section from perhaps a cushion or perhaps a velvet painting which features a crying Aboriginal child. The surface itself has been decorated to excess. There is a sense of horror vacui or a fear of empty spaces. Every part of the surface has been covered. There's a sense of a cacophony of experiences that all come to rest on these large square canvases. There are explicit references to the carnival that are made in this body of work as well. There is in uh, one of the works, which is called a Dickensian country show, Hole in the Pocket, there is a wheel. It's a carousel wheel, like a spinning wheel where you, you test your luck. You try to win your fortune. Uh, from, from the, the surface, surface itself, there are references to lucky envelopes, there's all sorts of, there's dye, there are coins. The surface itself is like a card table upturned, 
where there's been a, a raucous game perhaps the night before. I made a reference a moment ago to the Tunnel of Love. There's another one of these carousels on a work that has a whole lot of text and that work is called, makes a reference to Come In Spinner. Carla not only loves to use extracts of found materials and collage as well as paint, she loves text. And there are some words that I just love to read out that run across the surface of Come In Spinner. Come In Spinner features this lucky wheel in the centre. There are lucky horseshoes that run around the centre as well. And then Aboriginal heads that have been cast and repeated that run in a radial direction around the work. Extracts of probably wallpaper, I'd say, and then all sorts of text. I'm going to read some of the words. What a racket, fraudsters. You've been totally duped into believing crafty Aussie spin doctors ongoing bullshit about Aboriginal Australia. Cheap racial trickery. Bluffed, hoax, stung, conned, scammed, played. A cunning stunt. You've been swindled. It's all a masquerade. A national deception. Cheated. They've used every trick in the book. For Dickens, these works become a way of commenting on the game that is Australian politics and particularly racial politics in this country. She engages us in this conversation around our identity and nationalism. She has a bit of fun with us. She includes us in the conversation, each of her viewers in the conversation. In tandem with these large collage works, square collage works, there are also some very interesting architectural interventions. I mentioned before the use of scaffolding and suspended across the large areas of scaffolding a tarpaulin. The tarpaulin has been printed with images that refer to, in a sense, the history of racialized violence and the way it's been made into kitsch representations, both here in Australia but also in the United States of America. There's a long history in Australia as I imagine there are parallel histories in other countries of indigenous people boxing, both bare knuckled boxing and also gloved boxing. Boxing rings that were part of the carnival, part of the Dickensian show that would travel around Australia perennially. Dickens alludes to those caricatures and those kind of theatres of intercultural conflict and contact. The boxing ring is a bit of a double-edged sword for Aboriginal people historically. The boxing ring was a place where many Aboriginal people who were living on the mission could find some income, find some power and find some notoriety. But it was also a site where the conflict of race and the inherent racism of Australia could be played out, could be performed, could be enacted. This Dickensian country show is one that invites us all to become part of the fun, part of the action. There's an underbelly. We might be charmed by the various, the koala bear, for instance, that sits atop of the rotating sculpture or the references to Warner Brothers. When you look closely, Warner Brothers has become Warn a brother. And Porky Pig 
is adorned with a New South Wales policeman's cap. She has such a skill in being able to collide these transnational symbols and references, things that we have all grown up with on our television screens in, in a global era of television with a highly specifically nuanced personal scenario. The roundabout that I mentioned before, which is topped with the koala bear, is actually called a colonial roundabout. In this case, colonisation is constantly reenacted. She's used the trophies of Aboriginalia and the inherently racist trophies, including the gollywog, as part of a kind of pyre that runs around waiting to be inflamed below the koala bear, who happens to be shedding a tear. This work, like all works of art, is made all the more relevant and I think harrowing by the circumstances that we found ourselves in this year in 2020 beginning, of course, with the bushfires across Australia and now with COVID-19. The work takes on an additional layer or level of nuance. And in that way, Dickens is like a soothsayer. She's like a kind of prophet. She's the palm reader who's referenced in the work itself. She's the one who is attempting to tell us all of our fortunes, but also our misfortunes. Thanks for joining me today.